Hello, my name's Graham Newman. I'm the founder of Design School Asia. Throughout this Making and Doing series, I'm asking leading creative, technology and business industry experts how their practice is responding to change and how this change can foster cultural, economic and social benefit in Southeast Asia. In today's programme, we are talking to Ajahn Nicholas Verstappen, author of The Art of Thai Comics, A Century of Strips and Stripes. Written in English, with a Thai language version also published at the same time, the book is the first to consolidate the rich and diverse history of Thai comics from 1907 to 2007, with the intent that this will both grant non-Thai reading audiences insight into the cultural, social and satirical narratives of Thai comics, and be a key reference for the current generation of comic writers and artists who do not necessarily have access or a sense of belonging to the ancestry of their practice. Verstappen is a lecturer at the Faculty of Communication Arts at Chulalongkorn University and has done an excellent job in balancing the written commentary of Thai comic artists in a style that is accessible to a broad audience of readers who are interested in the genre and not just scholars. Much can be learned about the fabric of a society through written and visual narrative, and this includes the publication of comics as artistic practice. In this sense, the rich culture of Thai comics were as important important to its readers as those equivalent Japanese, US, Franco-Belgian and British publications. Much of the tropes found in historical Thai comics resonate with the challenges the country faces today, none more evident than the awkward relationship, to say the least, between government and disenfranchised citizens. Verstappen concludes that ultimately Thai comics are an in-between transnational space in which Thailand's intricate fabric is revealed, from Indian attire to Javanese shadow puppetry, Cambodian ghosts to Chinese temples, court dance drama and Jataka-inspired folk tales, Thai graphic narratives celebrate the nation's richness and diversity. We begin by asking Arjan Nicholas what was his motivation for writing The Art of Thai Comics. Oh, my, my motivation, so first I was uh, doing research about um, Thai comics for my uh, faculty and then I met um, an editor, Sarah Rune, actually told to me and say, oh, do, would you be interested to do a book about uh, your research? And that was uh, five years ago. Uh, and then I thought, yes, I mean, it's uh, it's an opportunity and I really wanted to, to do the book um, out of necessity because I was uh, thinking that there was a lack of uh, knowledge about uh, Thai comics. So there was no recognition of the art form. And for me, what was really uh, surprising is that um, the new generations of Thai cartoonists have no idea about that uh, legacy. Uh, it's like a century of production that just disappeared, um, that is completely forgotten, uh, except except for a handful of people uh, who know a little bit about it. Uh, but for all the new generations, I mean, it's been already since the since 2000 that it seems that um, nobody knows about it. And I thought for me, uh, because I really want to promote uh, comics and, and comics in, uh, in Thailand, uh, I thought, I mean, this is um, necessary. We need to rediscover that legacy uh, so that the new generation of cartoonists can feel that they are part of uh, something bigger because now they are struggling, they have no 
recognition. They feel, I think, quite alone. Uh, but now to be part of a larger history and say, oh, we had these masters, we have this rich tradition that is there and uh, that we can either embrace uh, uh, or reject or whatever they do with it, it's their, their choice. But at least they are part of a community and they can feel that there is a they belong to something that is uh, bigger and i think that was for me really important it's to give that motivation that sense of belonging and say oh so we are part of something bigger a long tradition uh, and we can go on and and say proudly that okay this is a, a really important art form it was so important in thai society uh, during the 20th century uh, and that should be rediscovered and that I think was my first motivation is to say okay we, we have to show or to give that sense of belonging and uh, to rediscover that legacy. You refer to the project as an archaeological investigation. How do you go about starting to curate and, and actually find the raw material for this project? Because there, there is no centralized archive at the moment. Was that just down to yourself and your researchers reaching out to the originators or going through bookstores or, or other channels to pull this archive together? Yeah, that that's uh, that was one of the most challenging part of the the process. Um, is that when I was starting to do research, many names were mentioned, uh, artists that were really influential, but then there was no illustration. So most, I mean, there are five, uh, four or five books that have been written about Thai comics in Thai language, uh, but usually they they don't show many illustrations and so it was really difficult to get a sense of okay what was produced and why there is a lack of uh, of material uh, and the reason is is uh, i mean we live in thailand there is the the monsoon there are the floods there is the humidity the bookworms uh, all these books that are most i mean comics has been disregarded as an art form so people don't Put them on the shelves. They put that in cardboards, uh, and and then uh, most of the, the the production before 1990 has just disappeared. It's been destroyed by water and humidity and um, a lack of concern. There is no uh, the arc no archives. Um, and so um, it took me, yeah, I think five years to actually gather and get an access to the books, uh, mostly uh, through some collectors, but uh, mostly one bookseller. Uh, I reached out and he was actually dealing uh, and, and selling a lot of uh, old Thai comics. He's specialized in that. Um, and so that's how I started to acquire these books uh, year after year and uh, waiting for the chance sometimes to get oh, that famous book by Jukbien Sakul that everybody is talking about, but nobody seems to have a copy of it. And then after three years waiting, suddenly it pops up on the market. And so that's how I, I get it. So I need to, to, be at, uh, to pay a lot of attention every day on all the Facebook markets, online markets. Uh, sometimes I go to chat-chat markets um, and, and, and so on. Uh, I found a, a few things at the, the National Library of Thailand. Um, they have also archives that are not specialized in comics, but they have a lot of 
old newspapers. And so that was an access to um, really old comics from the 1920s, 1930s, for instance. And then, uh, yeah, starting and with that, um, I could manage to have what I think now is quite a, a, a collection that gathers the most important um, comics that were published. But it yeah, took a lot of time. You mentioned there that there was a lack of cultural value attached mm. to comics in Thailand. The international references would be manga from Japan, the Franco-Belgian comics, North America, UK. Is there any particular reason why there is not a value of comics as an art form, as a visual narrative in Thailand? Uh, so there, there was. So there was a, a change over um, over history. It's over time. It's the idea that um, in in the 1920s it was actually promoted by King Rama VI, and King Rama VI imported cartoons from the UK where he was uh, studying, and he was uh, fascinated by the power of uh, comics and cartoons in for propaganda mostly. And so he introduced them in Siam and started to promote them in his Royal Gazette and pushing, he made even um, contests, drawing contests, asking people to join. And so that's how uh, uh, the first editorial cartoonist started in Siam. So first it was a part of the royalty and aristocracy and so on. Uh, and then it developed with many huge illustrators, really uh, famous artists like Embe Jacorn uh, and um, Prayun Chanyawong, uh, who was um, a major cartoonist from the 1940s and 1950s, and it was read by all Thai population. It was like a, a national, nationwide success and interest, um, and it lasted till the 1960s, 1970s. Uh, but then in the 1970s, there is the raise of a new middle class in, in Thailand, and that middle class started to see comics um, as being a folk or a popular expression and as the the middle class was um, actually looking for some respectability they said okay no uh, comics might not be a really sophisticated art form this is a not a pure expression of Thainess. Uh, and so in the 1970s and 1980s uh, suddenly there were parents that were concerned and they started to say no it's 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 folk it's popular it's not good enough for a civilized country like uh, Thailand or for our uh, middle class um, emerging middle class um, and that um, that really changed the perception of uh, of comics in in Thailand but it's something I mean we can see or witnessed in the, in the United States uh, in the in the 19 uh, late 1940s and early 1950s when suddenly comics which was a huge uh, uh, industry aimed at adult readers and suddenly uh, there were people starting to say no comics are dangerous they are uh, uh, making uh, they are turning uh, children into uh, thieves or uh, bad persons and so on so that's something we have seen before in history in 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 the United States, for instance, and so that that's something that happened there in Thailand. Suddenly, there is a change of perception because in the 
1980s, there was a change of values and we need to go to the Thai roots and say it's con theater or we have to pay attention to the essential literature of Thailand, all the classic tales and so on. And yes, yeah, sadly, the, the, the comics were dis, the, disregarded at that time. And with so in, in the, the 1980s, there was also the, the production uh, of uh, what is called the cartoon, cartoon Lem Labat, which were the all these ghost stories or stories that were really popular in Thailand. And there was also a lot of criticism against these uh, stories uh, because they were judged as being violent uh, and, and uh, based on superstition because they were ghost stories. And that again, for the middle class, they wanted to say, OK, no, we are uh, we need to be able to, to think with reason and discard everything that is supernatural or everything that is superstitious. So all these comics about ghosts and, and, and supernatural um, uh, creatures are not really interesting. Um, and so that, that also played a part with the arrival of manga and manga was highly criticized too. I mean, and that it, everywhere in the world, in, in Europe, in, in the United States, when the, the manga first arrived, they were also uh, really archly judged. And so in the 1980s, when people in Thailand started to see manga arriving, they had the same reaction. They couldn't understand the potential uh, of the um, Japanese comics and how Japanese comics were completely new in terms of storytelling, uh, content, uh, genres, and whatever. And uh, and so it was uh, there, uh, like in Europe and, and the United States, a, a reaction to this new form of, uh, uh, of comics. Um, and that also participated in disregarding comics as a, as a form of expression. It is an astonishing book. Whilst researching the questions, I knew nothing about the rich history of Thai comics and the way that you've used the timelines from, you know, you've taken a hundred year period from mm. 1907 uh, forwards and you you mentioned that the most time consuming aspect of the book was providing context to the artworks for non-Thai readers who aren't familiar with the local culture and history. And you've mentioned that there are there are fragments of folklore and ghost stories and all of these different facets to non-Thai readers, which must be fairly difficult uh, and challenging to uh, write descriptions of it. But I think you've done a, a superb job because the tone of the, the narratives that you're presenting, you know, they're, they're serious, but they're not academic. It's something that a teenager would happily dip into a foreign teenager and really open up this rich culture that exists. So what was your thinking and, and rationale to assimilate these narratives and not necessarily translate, but kind of interpret to a non-Thai readership the premise and the metaphors of these stories. The, the first thing is uh, is that, that I'm mentioning in the introduction, and, and thank you for your for your really kind comment. But the, the, what I mentioned too in the in the, the introduction is that uh, when you study comics, it's um, multidisciplinary because when you talk about comics, there is the text, so there is literature, and there there the pictures. So you have to think about the design, about the styles, about the influence, uh, but also the impact of literature 
theater, folk tales, politics. So when you start making a, an analysis of a comics, it's so suddenly touched about everything. Uh, and, and that is really challenging uh, at the start. Uh, but then when you work even in, uh, when you then work in the, the Thai context, it might be uh, even more challenging, I think, because uh, Thai culture is uh, really unique. It has a unique situation in uh, Southeast Asia. It's one of the only country that wasn't colonized, for instance. It, it has a, um, a lot of singularities. So when I started to, to make my research, um, I, I discovered myself a lot of things I, of course, didn't know about uh, Thai culture and Thai history. Uh, and I thought if I do that book, I need to find a way to, to actually explain, give a context, uh, cultural context, historical context, political context uh, to all these um, these artifacts. And um, then I was really helped uh, also by my editor, uh, Sarah Rune, because uh, when I started, it was really academic. Um, and when I was writing and um, then it was not working really well so we had to, to discuss a lot about that tone and so I started writing introducing maybe more anecdotes to make it uh, less academic or and, and to put some life in it because I wanted to tell also the stories of um, the artists themselves that the chapters each chapter is somehow a, a short biography of a major Thai cartoonist and then um, trying to put some life i try to show them as person alive with uh, uh, what they, they they did and some anecdotes that that i thought were interesting and, and giving more life to the characters uh, to these persons and artists and so uh, i also try to think in terms um, in in cutting the book into really big uh, sections to really try to capture um, that timeline and the evolution of Thai society and Thai culture and really show, okay, so there is early period, which is all the, what we call the Sibylai process. It's when uh, Siam is uh, trying to um, borrow elements from Italian culture, is trying to modernize itself and, um, and try to explain why they would do that, why they would try to avoid uh, colonization by saying, okay, look, we are modern, we don't need to be colonized uh, anymore. We have amazing painters, uh, it's painted in uh, Italian neoclassic style, we have uh, modernized our art, all the art forms and so on, uh, and then go on like that, trying to show, okay, each period and the change of Thai society and how we can see that in the, the, the Thai comics, the Thai artifacts, um, and see, okay, so there, there, there is the influence of Lique theater, there, there is the influence of ghost stories uh, in the, um, just after the, the Tamasat massacre and the, dicta the dictatorship uh, period uh, in the 1970s, and all that violence that goes, it, it was really um, a violent uh, crackdown on students uh, in the 1970s and also against the, the, the communist um, opposition uh, and to see to say okay and that's why probably so many ghost stories and oral stories uh, were written right after that it was a way to deal with that violence um, in in Thai uh, in the Thai society and then you have to explain start explaining all these Thai ghosts why they are 
so important, why there are female ghosts in a society that suddenly um, facing a change in the gender roles uh, because of the, the influx of American culture in Thailand and, and so on. So it's every time trying to capture these huge shifts in Thai society and see how they relate to Thai comics um, ultimately. That's interesting that you highlighted the Tamasat crackdown period. Um, that's something that I was particularly drawn to, the village politics and the work of Chai Ratuat and the uh, Headman Ma and Tung Ma Mon village, which is essentially is political satire. And he illustrates the three characters representing the incompetent rulers, disenfranchised citizens and talkative intellectuals which let's face it resonates now more than ever yes yes indeed i mean it's it's um, i mean it's 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 sometimes of, uh, quite frightening to see how uh, many of these works uh, remain so accurate or they they still stick to uh, uh, resonates with um, modern times uh, and and current events um, then yes that that is something for me, it was important to talk about it. I, I don't think it's a political book, uh, but in the end, there is a lot of politics, and, and I made choices in in my writing and decided to talk about topics that were usually uh, that might be seen as taboo in in Thai society, like the Thai, the, the Damascus massacre, for instance, and the impact it still has on Thai society today because it's a, it's an open wound and uh, and uh, the, that issue hasn't been addressed yet. But yes, I, I think uh, with um, the succession of the dictatorships uh, in in Thailand, um, there is a really strong status quo in in Thai society, and um, and that's probably why the, the new generation is is in the streets right now. It's because they want to change, challenge the the status quo that is and has been there for uh, at least fifty years if not more um and um then i think that's something we can see through thai comics too in in the way that uh, we have seen cartoonists who are writing um about the dictatorship against it like prayun chanyawong say did um in the 1950s and the 1960s using cartoon Likade and chai rachawat uh more recently and now there is a, a new generation either using the, the zine uh, booklets or uh, scene production uh, to make statements about um, gender equality, uh, rape culture, because that is a, a big issue too. It's uh, the, the rape culture in Thai uh, society. And we have young cartoonists who are addressing these issues um, in their comics today, or a cartoonist like Saart who is uh, addressing the problem of Thai education and how the Thai educational system system is uh, is kind of stuck where you cannot get real uh, critical thinking for instance uh, or even um, accurate history because the 
the, the textbooks uh, are not really accurate concerning the uh, history of Thailand, for instance. And so he's dealing with these topics uh, in his books, in his comic books and graphic novels uh, right now. So uh, we can also see that there is uh, a series of cartoonists who decided to go uh, against the status quo and, and challenge and address all these topics that are, I think, uh, um, a big problem in, in Thai society today. Well, I think these, these are incredibly important facets of Thai culture and also the, the importance of being able to communicate to what at the time was arguably a semi-literate population and express, expression through words and pictures is a very, very powerful form of communication. I mean, an obvious example would be Cultural Revolution posters from China. And in a way, I think it is the responsibility of Thai comic writers and illustrators to communicate you know, the fundamentals of right and wrong. Given the level of literacy in Thailand during that period, I imagine this is a very powerful platform for communication. Yes, yes, it, it, it is. And uh, so it, it was uh, really important that that's and I'm Again, coming back to to Prayun Chanyawong because he's considered as the the king of Thai comics and the teen, the king of Thai cartoons, uh, because he was spread so all the people were reading. So he was the, the newspapers were sold. He was so popular that each village would get a copy of the newspaper, and each villager would actually read the the cartoon or the comics from Prayun Chanyawong, where he was making his comments against uh, uh, the dictator the dictatorship uh, in the the 1950s 1960s uh, till he, he was facing a sense uh, harsh uh, censorship and uh, and yes it has. A it had a, a huge impact. Like in, in the 1920s, uh, the political cartoons and political comics in the 1920s uh, really participated in the 1932 revolution and uh, the creation of the uh, uh, constitution uh, in 1932 and the end of the absolute monarchy uh, because these uh, cartoons and, and comics uh, could reach uh, a really large uh, audience, a bigger readership than and uh, text-based only uh, articles, for instance, and also uh, as a graphic form, visual form, there is a, an immediacy in it, but also an ambiguity when you can play with images and, and play with uh, um, caricatures, for instance, and uh, um, have a message that is more ambiguous, uh, that uh, can somehow um, uh, avoid being censored uh, if you do it in a very smart way. But then that's why uh, many governments tend to fear images and pictures and, and, and comics uh, because they see that it has such a big potential. And what is also interesting is to see how Thai government used it in its own um, uh, for its own uh, purpose because Thai the Thai government produced with uh, USIS to use this the American intelligence uh, they created uh, these propaganda comics so anti-communist um, comics that were there 
stunningly beautiful. I mean, it's it's frightening. Uh, the, the the message is quite frightening, uh, but the artwork is stunning. It was made by Payut uh, Nao Krashang, who is the uh, one of the who is the most important Thai animator uh, of Thai uh, animation history, and he was in charge of drawing uh, many of these uh, stunning uh, propaganda comics. So, and again, we can see how at that time. The American government and the Thai government saw comics uh, as such a powerful um, form to um, express their ideas and reach a really large uh, population in, in Thailand. You end with a wonderful quote from the graphic novelist Song Sing Chu Sumbun that Thai cartoonists don't have a Thai style because Thai people absorb everything and by doing so, they are themselves. I think that's a wonderful, wonderful quote. I want to ask you, in your capacity as an Arjan on the communication art program at Chulalongkorn, do you agree that this is also the same for other areas of creative practice? Yes, I, I I do. I think uh, when I I started doing my research, I I started to read about Thai art and Thai painting, for instance, and we can see uh, we can see the same um, and and something that seems to go uh, from a really long time. It seems that even in the the 14, 15, or 16th century, uh, Thai people were already uh, really open to. Uh, borrowing elements from other cultures, assimilating ideas, uh, and so on. And and they kept that um, true history, uh, I think. And uh, that's something that we can also see in the, the civil eye process that I was that I was mentioning before uh, the idea of borrowing um, uh, neoclassic style from the Italian, uh, for instance, to but in a way that is um, really selective because what I think is really interesting uh, with Thai arts uh, is that uh, they borrow uh, and assimilate uh, foreign elements but only when it's useful it's not there is a reason behind it and it must fit uh, local culture too when they borrow the neoclassic style, they use it, but they paint their own stories with it. So they use to tell the the, the paint the same old uh, um, traditional gods, deities, uh, folk tales from their own culture, but they just paint it in a new and different style so that they can look modern. They can save uh, and, and uh, protect uh, the roots by modernizing them so that they can go on from one generation to the next. We can see that in Thai comics. It's all, they will tell always the same classic, the same old folk tales like Krytong or the major works of Thai literature, all the poems from Sutan Pu and others. Uh, and they will tell these tales in the 1920s, the 1950s, uh, the the 1990s, and so on. So they will keep these um, stories, uh, local stories, but then they will tell them using characters looking like Popeye and introduce some American elements. Then they will turn them into superhero adventures uh, where suddenly the characters will be wearing capes and so on like American heroes. But it's just... 
the outfit, the story is the same old story of a, a heroic prince who gets his power from an hermit uh, from the jungle, uh, but he will be dressed as a superhero because that is the trend at that time. And then they will retell the same story, but in a manga style and so on. So every time they will borrow uh, what they consider is uh, really the... The, the most important or the, the, the most trendy style uh, in the world at the time. So when American superheroes are important uh, and are the mainstream, they will just borrow, pick some elements that are fitting their narratives. When manga becomes the, 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 the big trend, they will borrow some elements from the manga uh, and they will apply it to their uh, own tales. So it's a, a really interesting way of dealing with... Um, so when Song scene and, and some others are mentioning, they don't have a, a Thai style. Uh, it, it is true in term in the form. So in the form, uh, there is not something that is a Thai visual style uh, because they borrow all these visual elements from uh, other cultures, uh, but um, really to convey uh, or to adapt and, and make sure that the roots and the, the, the local culture can survive from one generation to the next. And I was saying that, and um, but I want uh, to add something which is uh, really unique for me that I discovered doing uh, writing the book. It's um, the, the capacity of um, amalgamating elements together and the way that you could just say, okay, I will borrow that famous uh, um, design or a character design like Popeye or Mickey Mouse, for instance. But what is really uh, surprising in, in Thai comics is the way that they go beyond that. And suddenly they will uh, merge Mickey Mouse and Popeye in one single character, which uh, in 1935, there is the Lingi character, which is a, a uh, hybridization of Popeye and Mickey Mouse together in a really surprising uh, character. But they will do that with manga. So, for instance, uh, Rajlu Swang in the 1970s will merge Batman with a manga character and he will become Bat-Ghost. Uh, and this is really uh, stunning. It's the way that uh, they manage to pick things from different cultures and then American characters and mix them together or American characters and Japanese characters mix them together in a new character uh, that, that is completely um, fascinating. And it's something that I haven't seen um, in other comic scenes around the world uh, much. This idea that you will uh, mix and hybridize at that level is, is really fascinating. And I think they really have a capacity of um, seeing and perceiving what is the trend and then mix these trends in completely new ways that fit uh, uh, their taste, the local taste. Uh, and that is um, something that is really fascinating in, uh, with, with Thai culture in general, Thai arts, and with uh, Thai comics in particular. Lastly, I'd like to unpack the future of the Thai comic. I think it's fair to say that this is very much an industrial age medium. It's printed literature. And 
in a world where young people are bombarded with extrinsic communication. Uh, there seems to be a fundamental lack of intrinsic, you know, right and wrong. You know, these narratives and tropes um, reoccur all the time with Thai comics. And so in the knowledge age and the digital age, is there a future generation who have realized and appreciated they are part of this wonderful legacy of Thai comic culture? And can that can these tropes and narratives be adapted using digital technology and grow and develop and reinterpret these narratives through smartphones and tablets? Okay, so... Um so one thing it's um, it's been quite odd these last um, years. I think since I, since I started writing the book, uh, I've seen um, the 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 comics type comic scene struggle more and more. Uh, sadly, I've seen. Um, uh, magazines uh, coming to an end, publisher, small independent publisher um, deciding to publish less than before. Uh, and so over the past years, I think uh, the situation has been deteriorating for um, uh, independent and alternative uh, Thai cartoonists, which is, uh, of course, a shame. On the other end, I've never seen um, so many cartoonists as know that are really embracing uh, political topics and uh, social issues in their books. So uh, that new generation is rising. Um, I've seen uh, artists who usually were not talking about politics or social issues starting to join the, the this larger movement that is happening now in Thailand. We have seen artists like Saart uh, making his, his books about uh, Thai education system. We have seen online cartoonists uh, who remain anonymous because they are uh, fearing for uh, their safety uh, who are making these uh, really challenging comics um, against uh, the military uh, government and uh, we have seen for instance all these uh, young artists drawing the three finger salute um, uh, which is uh, something that I, I had not seen before or not since the 1960s uh, so this, there is a new generation now uh, that is of artists, illustrators, designers uh, who are participating in, in that uh, uh, challenging movement. So that is something I think it's uh, give me a, a lot of um, hope and optimism. Discussing with the, the artists today, um, they are... I think aware of the potential of comics. Uh, something that is quite new is that the new generation um, has been, um, some of them are coming from international schools. Uh, some of them have been have access, thanks to internet, to um, comics from abroad. Uh, so for many of them, they are starting to discover books like Mouse by Spiegelman, Persepolis by Marjan Satrapi, all these books that were not uh, really available 20 years ago to them, because 20 years ago the, the level of, um, of English proficiency was quite low. They had only translated manga, for instance, uh, in available in Thailand. Uh, but now they are getting an access to a bigger range of comics, and uh, for them discovering that you can do Mouse, you can make a book about the Holocaust or you can make 
write Persepolis and make an autobiographical book about um, the regime in, Ira in Iran and so on. And that is, that's inspiring them too, because they see, okay, we can use comics not just for entertainment. We can use comics um, with a really uh, political agenda, for instance, or simply talk about ourselves. Because there is, for instance, a lack that there is an article I'm writing right now. It's why there is uh, almost no autobiographical comics in Thailand. We see them in Japan. We see many of them in the United States and in, and in Europe, for instance, but not in Thailand because in in Thai culture, you're not supposed to talk about yourself. I mean, you have to keep the face. The face is everything. So you cannot really uh, talk about your inner feelings or uh, what happened to you. The, uh, so you don't make confessional comics because you need to keep the face. You don't want to be judged by the others and so on. Uh, and, and this is changing. So there is a new generation that is saying, okay, maybe we should be uh, also talking about these issues and express ourselves and what we are feeling and and the problem of social pressure um, the, that is really strong in, in Thai, Thai society too, that they have to follow one path and not go in a different path uh, and so on. And they say, okay, maybe I should tell about what I really would like to do with my life and then with my body and, and, and so on. And so the new generation is there with zines uh, mostly uh, addressing these issues. You can look forward to reading The Art of Thai Comics, A Century of Strips and Stripes, when it's published by River Books later this month. For more details, visit riverbooksbk.com. Applications are open for DSA's User Experience Design Program starting in August. Students will receive 180 hours of UX/UI flexible learning over 12 weeks and five weeks of co-op industry placement at one of Bangkok's leading digital agencies. If you're interested in learning how to create remarkable experiences across strategy, design and technology to accelerate your career in Southeast Asia's fastest growing creative industry, for full details of the program, go to designschoolasia.com. Places are limited and applicants will be assessed on interview and prior experience from undergraduate programs or professional experience. That brings us to the end of today's program. Many thanks to our guest, Ajan Nicholas Verstappen. Making and Doing is produced by supervillain Dana Bluin. From me, Graham Newman, thanks for listening. <laughs>